Hi everyone, John Thornett here. Welcome to another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. Absolute pleasure to be with you. So here we are, uh, we're doing this uh, towards the end of January. Um, and finally, it appears as though summer has actually made itself to Perth for a change and it's actually hot for a change. And I'm not complaining about it. It's probably the first summer I'm not complaining about how stupidly hot our weather is over here. But it's all good, all good. Now, what's been happening? What's been happening with us? So we've got, uh, it's actually been quite a busy January. Um, like normally for us, our uh, Januarys tend to be one of the slower months. You know, like, you know, pharmacy lands out on holiday, um, uh, but this January is very different, and you know we're back in the groove. Things are happening, a lot of lot of things happening with our clients. Like, like ticked over January, and like pharmacy land is alive and well. Um, actually, appears as though uh, gone through all the stuff, the exhaustion of everyone had leading up to December. They had a break, and it's like raising their heads and. Oh, what's happening in this world of pharmacy? Let, let's take a look at things again. And it's really good to see that we've been working uh, really hard over the last couple of months and we've been doing some some really good stuff. So there's been, uh, we've had uh, good strategy sessions uh, with myself and Vic, who's our practice manager. Uh, we've had um, uh, some good meetings with uh, myself, Vic, and, and, and Priya, our other director. So a lot of planning strategies. We had a, a, a tremendous meeting with our managers, Marcus and, and Patty, and uh, really put some 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 good plans in place. Uh, and we've been working really hard. There's a lot of good things we're implementing at the moment. There's a lot of momentum we've got going at the moment, and it's a it's actually a really good phase of business at the moment. Like everyone's really enjoying things. A couple of other really exciting things is I know um, uh, Sarah and Renee have been working really hard. They've been recording uh, a lot of sessions for the the, the marketing module, and uh, there's been a lot of time, a lot of preparation. There's a lot of editing, a lot of video editing. Um, Sarah's been recorded, got a, a bloopers reel that's probably longer than the than the session itself. Um, and one day we'll be clever enough to, to actually put the, the, the bloopers reel live. Uh, but that marketing module is done, edited, and it is people really it's sensational. It really is. So where where can where can they find it? So if you just head to our website, there is... Say hello to everyone. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, it's just straight into... Straight into get it. Get into the module. You can tell I'm passionate about it. So, yeah, just head to our website and up the top there's a tab called Discover and you'll see um, the marketing mod module under that and then just, yeah, enter your details and you can sign up on the spot. Yeah, but it is really good, people. It is really good. So... Um, do go check that out because um, it's, it's fantastic. I know the girls have been put a lot of work into this yes. um, and it's really, really good. So I'm going to introduce uh, today's topic. So there's this very interesting phase of pharmacy that's been going on. Now, as you all know, finding a pharmacist is just about impossible at the moment. They just don't exist. And... Um, and as you know, uh, pharmacist wage rates, laws of supply and demand never go away. And so with that, uh, where you've got a shortage of pharmacists, the wage rates goes up. And look, that that's fine. That That's just the, the natural order of things. But finding a pharmacist is really, really hard. And together with that is when uh, a pharmacy does lose one of their pharmacists, either through could be annual leave, could be a little bit of sick leave. Um, you know, they may go off to, you know, have children, whatever, um, you know, all of a sudden that, that 
that that pharmacy's got to uh, find someone else. But when you can't find it, what happens is the owner then ends up uh, stepping in. And and what ends up happening and what we've experienced amongst our client base is owners are just exhausted at the moment. They've been doing some serious, serious hours um, and there's a lot of exhausted owners out there. And so one of the issues that's really coming up at the moment is there's a few owners who are going, I, I need a partner. I just can't keep doing this on my own. Like I really need a part. I need someone to help me here because I need someone to share the load because it's just too much now. And and that those conversations are coming up a lot more frequently now. And so what I want to talk to you today about is how do you actually find a partner? Because, um, you know, as you know, you think, well, finding a pharmacist is bloody hard. How, must, how am I expected to find a partner? So I want you to keep in mind here, I want you to... Uh, frame this correctly. Finding a pharmacist as an employee is different from finding a pharmacist as a partner. It's a different thing. It's also a different decision-making point. So if you think of finding a pharmacist as an employee, what, what's the decision points in regards to the employee? Is like conditions, pay. That's pretty much it. Conditions and pay. That's it. So are you going to pay me more than where I currently am? If not, well, why do I bother? It's only, I'm only going to do that if you're offering me conditions that are better than when I'm currently working. That's the decision point. So therefore, it's actually harder to find an employee. But finding a partner, that is a different decision point. Because you can have someone who's relatively happy in their job, who are paid reasonably well, and they could be quite satisfied. But... They know their goal is, I want to become an owner. And they may not have that opportunity where they are. But that doesn't mean they're not looking. And so when opportunity comes up, great, let's move. So it's not necessarily harder to find a partner. Potentially it's easier. Because when you shake that tree, here's an opportunity. I'm looking for a partner who can buy in and be a business owner. Uh, and be a partner partner with me in this pharmacy, it's not necessarily harder. I think it's very important that you frame that and you frame that correctly. But what do you do? What do you do here? What's the strategies behind finding a partner? Okay, and you've got two points here. One's the short game, one's the long game. Okay, well, let's focus on the long game first. So the long game in regards to finding a partner, what I mean by the long game is is a strategy that is years and years and years in the making, okay? Because it is it certainly is my firm belief, every pharmacy needs to have an intern program because the natural reality of business is at some stage, everyone's going to leave. Some stage, everyone leaves. That is the natural order of business. People leave. So there's got to be a succession plan there in regards to your team of pharmacists there needs to be a succession plan, okay? So that succession plan means here's my current group of pharmacists where my next crop of pharmacists coming from, which means you've got to have an intern program. Yeah, those not all those interns may stay with you, but amongst those interns is you may find someone who's really, really good. You may find an absolute cracker and you think, right, I want to throw everything at this person because they're, they're a future. And so that's the intern program. 
okay? Getting the interns in, finding out, well, sorting out the wheat from the chaff, to, to use a, yeah, an old phrase, sorting out the wheat from the chaff and you know, finding that group of interns who are going to be your next crop of pharmacists. That's step number one. And as you know, that takes, that takes years. And then from that, you then have a talent pool that you can draw on. That talent pool also means that, right, well, here's some, here's some people here amongst my pharmacists who are potential owners. So let's develop them. Let's mentor them. Let's educate them. And let's see who's the really good potential here. And this is all about breeding talent, all about breeding talent. And when you've got one pharmacy, you know, that's one thing, particularly if you've got like two, three pharmacies, is that's why this program becomes even more important to develop that talent, to, um, yeah, to have that good intern program, to have a constant uh, team of pharmacists coming through the ranks so you never get caught out when someone leaves, someone's sick, you've always got a, a pool of people that you can draw on. And then amongst that team of pharmacists, you've always got your eye out on the next crop. Okay, Who's the successor? Okay, Who's, who's, who's the, the shining light here who's going to take on and, be, and potentially become a partner? Okay, And that means you've got years ahead of you. You're actually looking for a partner before you actually need one. That's really what you're doing. And you've been ahead of the game because you never know when you need it. So that long game is is actually looking for a partner when you're not even considering it. Okay, but breed them, mentor them, um, really look after them. And then when it gets heavy, I mean, you're getting close to the point of yeah, look, I, I might need a partner now. Then we go into a different phase, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So that's the long game. Okay. The long game is, is all about having that program in place so there's a constant uh, pool of potential pharmacists looking for that next crop and amongst those pharmacists is who, who, are, the, who are the future leaders amongst the crop of pharmacists. So that's the long game. That takes years. In fact, that is the, the, it's got to be a, a constant strategy you have in your pharmacy all the time. So, okay, the, the, other, the other game here is the short game. Now, the short game is, look, I haven't been doing that. I've had the blinkers on. I haven't been using that strategy. Um, and you know, I might have some pharmacists, but like, they're just not interested or I don't think they're up for it. But I really need a partner because I'm exhausted um, or I've got another opportunity I need to chase and I need someone who can help run this. Um, now, what do I do? Well, that becomes a little bit harder. And it's a little bit harder because if you look at the long game, you know that person intimately by the time you're ready to take them on as a partner. Okay? You know all their good, good points, bad points. You've seen them work under stress and pressure and you know what they're like under pressure. You've, you've seen their personalities. You've seen them warts and all. That means your decision-making point at that, at that point of time is really informed. With a short game, it's a lot different though is you've got to potentially take it on someone when you're not 100% sure as to what they're like. But what do you do? What do you do? How do you go find a partner when you're starting from scratch? Well, one thing I know, um, and as you guys know, for everyone who follows Peak, 
um, we've been um, talking about partnerships for, for ages now, okay? Now, why do we talk about partnerships? Because it's actually what you guys want to know about. Um, yeah, our, our numbers, whenever we do something on, on partnerships, is just huge. So it's actually something really topical. It's, it's what you guys keep coming to us and tell us you wanted to know more about it. So we've been on this, this game of, of essentially finding who's, the, the, who's the, the future owners of pharmacy. And so we've been talking about partnerships quite a bit. And so with that is we quite often get inquiries from all over Australia, in fact, of pharmacists who are looking for partner, partnership opportunities. So one, one possibility is to, uh, is to jump on our website. You can um, uh, book a meeting with myself or Priya. Um, come have a chat with us. If you're looking for a partner, then come see us because we do get people coming to us and we have uh, a few people at the moment who are looking for partnership opportunities. Um, you know, do reach out to us and then uh, if we know you're looking for something, great, then we can uh, uh, go amongst our, our, our people, amongst those who have contacted us and, uh, and, and yet yeah, we can see if we can find someone to, to marry up with you. So, so do come to us on that because we do get inquiries on that quite regularly. I know Priya uh, talks to a lot of potential pharmacists, so Priya's a good one to talk to because she, she talks to a lot of potential pharmacists who are looking for partnership opportunities. Um, she's having those conversations quite regularly. Uh, another thing you can do is you can advertise. Okay, it's a bit, it's not a strong strategy at all. Um, can you do it? Yeah, you can do it, but um, I certainly would, wouldn't recommend it as your number one strategy to go to at all because it's just who you're going to get. You know, it's um, are you necessarily finding the best people from that strategy? Not really, not really. Um, one of the best things you can do is then you got to start networking. Okay, you got to talk to other pharmacists. You got to talk to the pharmacists within your within your team, even if they're not interested. Those pharmacists know a lot of other pharmacists. Go talk to other owners. Um, you know, because they may have, um, uh, you know, th they may have people uh, who are employed who are actually looking for um, partnership op opportunities who are, th they can't get that where they are and they're just trying to help them out. So uh, talk to the wholesalers, talk to the brands, um, you know, talk to other owners, talk to other pharmacists, you know, really use your networks to, to, to get the, the word out there. Because you will find people, and it's actually not a bad strategy, uh, particularly when uh, someone is referring a potential partner to them, but they know them already. That means you've some sort of due diligence has happened already, and uh, and that's one of the crucial things is you don't want to, don't necessarily want to recruit any Joe Blow off the street. Uh, you, there's some level of due diligence here. It's not as though you're taken on a on an employee. If they don't work out, you fire them and they're gone. Um, it doesn't work like that in partnership land is when you've got them, uh, they're there. If, and if you want to get rid of them, uh, it's very, very expensive, very time consuming and very emotional. Um, and it sucks a lot of energy out of the business along the way. So do use your networking as well. Um, there are some, some of the, the social media groups that you can use, but again, it's like advertising. You'd be very reluctant to do it. Because, you, you know, who exactly are you getting? So the, the short game is a lot harder to play. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot are in that space because I've never, um, they've never played the long game and they've never been this 
this constant activity of looking and you know generating people and building them up and 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 looking for that next that next crop of owners. Um, you know, some people just haven't even thought of that. And so the short game is a lot harder to play, okay? Which means you now need to be extra careful when a potential is is, is come around. And so, so what do you do there? What do you do there? Well, you'll find um, one thing here, and this is a, a common suggestion, but one thing you can do is then, well, great, you're looking for a, a partnership opportunity. We're looking for a partner. This could potentially marry up, okay? But we want you to work with us for 12 months first because we want to see that uh, we like you and you like us and we want to see uh, how you operate. We want to see what you're like. Um, we want to see what you're like under pressure. And it's also good for you to see us when we're under pressure as well. Obviously, uh, and, and the team as well. Uh, we need the feedback on the team as to whether you know, culturally we fit. And the thing about those issues there is you cannot do that from four sheets of paper an hour's worth of interview. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible to hire someone and figure out their personality from that alone. It's really hard. And so a partner, that due diligence period is then got to be a lot longer, okay? And it's got to be at least 12 months. But during those 12 months, you also have a lot of opportunities in front of you to see what is this person really like? Now, you don't necessarily want to throw every single crisis at them to see what they're made of. You don't particularly want to burn them out in the first 12 months. Uh, yeah, you actually want them to enjoy the ride, but you don't want to shelter them either. You don't want to wrap them up in cotton wool and, and sell them a story of, look how good we are. Uh, it's, uh, it's not like that at all. They've got to experience life. And so you've got to put them on an apprenticeship. You've got to put them on an apprenticeship. They've got to, um, you've got to see how well they work with the team, how what, what is their inherent leadership skills like before you start mentoring them? What's their inherent leadership skills like? Okay, so how, how can they be, if they are like a pharmacist manager there, what are they like at actually leading the team? Okay, so you can see what their baseline leadership skills are like. How are they with um, uh, dealing with customers? Because that's not necessarily a given skill. It's some people... That comes naturally, and some are brilliant at it. Others, it's just, it's not that they're not capable of doing it. They just need a bit more training. But that doesn't mean they're not going to be as good. Sometimes they can be even better because they're being trained. So put them on that apprenticeship. That apprenticeship also means is you're, you are responsible for these areas. Here's the KPIs. Here's what we expect. Here's your decision-making framework go for it and we want to see what you're made of. It could be, here's a new health service that we're going to roll out, okay? You're responsible for rolling it out. You're responsible for making it work. You're responsible for the marketing strategy. You're not responsible for doing it, but you're responsible for the strategy and you're responsible for making it profitable and making it work. Go. Free license. Now, let's see what you're made of. And so, yeah, put people in, in, in those positions and just see what, what, they're, what they're like. But also along the way is mentor them. So when they make a mistake, great. You've now got an ability to make them better. And the, those mistakes is exactly what you're looking for at the moment. And if you can see where that person's got potential, if you can see that potential, you're away. 
and great, I need you to make every mistake possible at the moment because the more mistakes you make, the more brilliant I'm going to make you. So really work on that apprenticeship because that apprenticeship is going to be a, a really good phase to see can they do it, do they have the potential and can you work with them, is this going to work? And if it doesn't work, great. That's also good because now you're a bit more informed. It also means that when the next person comes along, you're also that little bit more informed as to what skill sets you're really needing. And that brings me to my next point. What do you want? What exactly, and I'll stop moving around in my chair, Sarah, and banging it because I know you're going to get the whoops on when you're editing this and, and John's moving around and making all sorts of noise whilst he's talking. So I will be good. I will be good. So what, what do you want? It's important before you hire um, someone for that 12-month period is to identify what are the skill sets you're looking for. What are those skill sets? What are those inherent characteristics that you're needing? And you're not looking for someone who's like, the, like you and you're not looking for someone who's like your other partners. You're looking for someone who's got some skill sets that none of you have. Yeah, who's bringing something different to the team, a different vibrancy, um, some particular personality traits that you don't have. Um, what exactly are you looking for? Really brainstorm that and even get some of your team around you, some of the other senior managers around you saying, who are we looking for here? And that, that's a very important phase. Also, and this is very important, what can you offer them? Because the modern day of recruiting, which is different from what it was before, so what it was before when you were recruiting was, here's the job and we want to see if you are good enough to work with us. And no, 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 no. Now it's um, you need to sell yourself. This is how good we are. Here's all the pay and conditions and everything we can offer you and this is how good we are. Can you please come work for me? Like you are selling yourself to the employee now. So it's very different roles. Similar thing with finding a partner is what are you offering them? What's the incentive? Because they want to see there's a good team, but they also got an investment mind as well. And that investment mind is how am I going to make money from this? Where's the profit? What are the risk profiles? Okay. Now, am I actually going to be mentored here? Uh, and are you actually a, um, a business owner who I feel as I need to be mentored from. And that's a very individual decision. But am I actually going to be mentored? Or you're just wanting a partner to say, great, here's day one, uh, you're in as a partner, great, now you're on your own and I'll, you'll see me went from the, for the drawings check every month and you'll never hear from them. Um, and some people just, no, I, I want to be mentored. I want you to show me how to be a good business owner. All right? So what are you going to offer them? Okay, what are you going to offer them? What's the training? What's the support? The next point is also very important. What's the succession plan? Now, the succession plan is, is that, you know, the first buy-in from the potential partner may be 10, 15, 20%, 30%, something like that. Now, these people don't want to be stuck on that for the rest of their life at all because, yeah, the reality is, and I know this from my own journey, is that you can buy 10, 15, 20%, but you're doing a hell of a lot more work than what you're actually getting back in profit return. So if there's two partners, you've got two partners doing 50-50 worth of effort, sometimes the working partner's doing more, but only getting 20% of the profit, after a while, that's, you're not motivated to do that. 
So they're happy to work, but what's the succession plan? Meaning that I don't want to be stuck on that for the rest of my life. I'll know what the plan is for me to buy more chunks off you. So at least we become equal partners at very least. So what is that succession plan? Okay, some other suggestions you may want to do is actually do some of the personality tests. Uh, and there is plenty of, plenty of those around. Um, but do some of those personality tests. And you can pay for someone um, to do those personality tests just to see their inherent characteristics as to, well, what's my personality, my partner's personality types? And therefore, what type of personality is going to be able to work with us and what type of personality is actually going to create friction? So who exactly are we after here when we're looking at our own inherent personality types? Then when you go look at potential candidates, then you can see with a little bit more analytical skill and analytical skill that's not necessarily a skill set within yourself is looking outside and think, here's some people, uh, this person's got the personality type that we're after. And we know that because there's been some reasonable and uh, analytical analysis being done on that person. Analytical analysis, is that a reasonable use of the English language, Sarah? I might, that I'm going to say yes. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm I, I understood it, so I hope everyone else does. But all right. yeah, all so good. <laughs> I'm hoping that's a reasonable use of the English. Look, if it's not, please let us know. Um, I'm hoping to improve my, my use of the English language because I know it's appalling. Uh, hence, hence why I talk and write all day. Um, so I hope there's a lot of good, um, a lot of good tips there. Um, it, it's not an easy thing, and the main thing here is to to be patient. Um, and and I say this to both both parties, even for those who are looking, um, be patient with it. Don't take the first opportunity that comes your way because it's not necessarily the best one. You never buy the first car you see. You never buy the first house you see, and you shouldn't necessarily invest in the first um, partnership opportunity you see either okay and the same goes for the existing owners out there is really identify who it is you're after what are the skill sets and what is the personality types you're looking for and really do proper analysis here have some uh, uh, have a good apprenticeship phase it's got to be 12 months okay and if it doesn't work out look that's really good it means you've had a, a fairly decent pharmacist along the way, um, but that's okay. That means when you try again, you're that little bit more informed and you're closer to, to actually nailing the person that you want. Okay, But do go through that phase, but what I would recommend, the short game is a lot harder. Okay, There's a lot more risk at finding the ideal person. The best strategy you can have, and, and people may be listening to this saying, well, yeah, but not really... After a partner at the moment, yeah, but 12 months is a long time in business. Uh, two years, three years, things change. Things change very quickly. So you need to have the long game in place regardless of whether you're looking for a partner or not, okay? Which means you need a good intern program, you need a constant source of new pharmacists coming through the ranks and from them mentor and train the hell out of them and eventually you'll find that real nugget of gold. That person, you just, yep, that person's who we want. Train them, mentor them, and that apprenticeship period, instead of being 12 months, could actually be years in the making. So breed that talent, mentor them, and put the long game strategy in place now. Okay, Put that, put that strategy in place now. So um, something else that... Um, uh, 
we've been working on at peak here. And uh, we haven't started recording this, but it's, uh, it's uh, I think, in about three weeks' time we're going to start recording it, Sarah? Yes. Yes, three yes I time. just got confirmation on our recording location. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So um, we're about to... Um, record a, uh, a partner program. So this will be a program that's dedicated to the existing pharmacists who are thinking about becoming a partner, also those who have just become a partner and wanting a bit more education as to what it means to run a business. Okay, We're putting together a program that's going to help all these working partners, these new partners, these junior partners. We're putting together a program that's going to cover all sorts of issues on, on marketing, um, stock management, financial literacy, uh, leadership, um, you know, all the, the structuring and tax issues, all sorts of things. Okay, there's a lot of content. This absolute ripper program, if I must say so myself. Um, so ripper pro. Stay tuned for that one because uh, we're about to start recording that one soon. A lot of effort's gone in, and a hell of a lot more effort's going to be going in there because if uh, if Sarah's recording me, I know the bloopers reel is probably going to be longer than hers. Stay tuned for that one. Um, uh, the other, the other thing is, uh, if there's um, owners who are looking for partners and you can't find someone, also if there are um, uh, pharmacists out there who are looking for a partnership opportunity, uh, jump on our website. Uh, you can book a meeting, and Sarah, fill me in here where I go wrong. Uh, you can book a meeting with either myself or with Pre. And we're more than happy. So what part of that did I not tell or did I stuff up? No, you said actually everything other than if we're going about navigation of the website, you just go to contact and book a suitability meeting. Ah, see, there's, yeah, the, there's the goal. So this is why I have Sarah here. She she, uh, she uh, fills in when I stuff it up. Uh, so, so I hope that all helped everyone. I hope um, you, I hope everyone who's listening here got something out of it. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a a big part of what we're doing in in uh, in Peakland at the moment, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And to be able to uh, find someone the first opportunity and the first foray into business ownership, you know, it, it's a uh, it's actually very rewarding for us to uh, be able to help someone on their journey. Uh, so something that we're quite passionate about, we're we're quite excited about it, and um, yeah. So uh, so good luck to you out there. Hope it all works. So thank you very much. Um, I know our next podcast recording is going to be an absolute ripper. Sure is. Yep. And do we give anything away? Nope. No. <laughs> no. So nope. now I've said that. So um, I can't say anything. So uh, yeah. Other right. than that, there's going to be a guest host. There's going to be a guest, and uh, this person is an absolute cracker. Absolute <laughs> cracker. So stay tuned for that one, so it's going to be a ripper. So thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Bye.